in the next few weeks, I will be discussing with you on a topic the Holy Spirit captioned the power and purpose of vision. I would like you to personalize it by saying the power and purpose of God's vision for my life. Is all with me? The power and purpose of God's vision for your life. Power simply means ability. Power simply means what? Ability to do something. If you have power to eat, then that means you have ability to eat. It also means capacity to do something without struggle. Why purpose means the reason behind an action. The reason behind a cause of action. Purpose also means importance. Why something exists? Why something or someone exists? Someone once asked me, what is the difference between vision and purpose? And I said, purpose is the reason behind the vision. <laughs> purpose is the what? Yes. Purpose is the reason behind vision. Vision is the fulfillment of the purpose. <laughs> Don't mind the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we'll be looking at the ability or capacity and the reason for God's vision for your life. The ability. You know, I'm trying to break it down according to the topic. It's a teaching. The ability, the capacity, and the reason behind God's vision for your life. Now, one of the worst tragedies of life that can happen to any man is to be ignorant of God's vision for his life. The worst, or one of the worst tra tragedies that can happen to anyone on this earth is to live a life void of God's vision. Listen carefully to this. You are not on earth to add a numerical value to life. A what? They say, what is your position in your family? You say you are number three. <laughs> that is numerical value. You are on earth to add generational value to life. What did I say? Yes. Sometimes ago, the Holy Ghost told me on the night of an encounter with him and said, my son, until you discover my vision for your life, your life will remain in confusion. And it was truly in those days. It was. No vision, no direction. Everything was in confusion. I did German, as, and I wasn't going to Germany. <laughs> I 
I thought that I did another course. At the end of the day, still, no direction. My people, God's people, perish for lack of what? Knowledge. So, if you don't know God's vision for your life, you are at the verge of destruction. Until you discover God's vision for your life, you are at the verge of destruction. In Proverbs 29, verse 18, for there is no vision, the people perish. They may be prayerful. Fasting like Moses and Elijah. Paying their tithe regularly. Giving offering to pastors, to church, and to the poor. Yet, for lack of vision, God said they are on their way to destruction. You are created for a purpose. You are built for an assignment. You are what? You are built for an assignment. You exist to fill a vacuum. A vacuum means an empty container, right? Hello, look here. Your generation is empty. God is waiting you to what? To fill it up. To fill it up. To fill it up. I know I don't need the prophet to tell me that I have a special assignment in my generation and beyond. I was raised up to raise others. I know that. That's one of my assignments. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Look here, everybody. Look here. Stop celebrating your birthday if you are here to bet your vision. Do what? Mm. What you should be celebrating is the birthday of the vision. You know, when the Bible says, teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom, right? We always think just birthday, birthday. The days of impact, the days of your fulfillment. The days of the value you are adding to others. Are you getting something? What concerns God about the days the years you have spent on it? That has no value to God and to humanity. What concerns God about that? We are going somewhere. So you assist to what? To feel a you were bad to meet a need. You were what? You were to meet a need. You don't need anything in life than to discover the need you were bad to meet. If you can discover the need God has created you to meet, you, your own needs will be what? To be met. Those who refuse to meet a need will become a needy. Will become a needy.
And I will always want you to have this at the back of your mind. <laughs> that you are sent to a people. You are sent to a nation. You are sent to a generation. Hello? Yeah, the chosen generation. A royal, a holy, a peculiar people. That you may show forth. So, so people are waiting for your shining forth. You are what? Yes. They will die in darkness until you come to limelight. Their freedom is in the fulfillment of your vision. Thanks. It's all with me. So I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. Holy Spirit, help me here. So what is vision? The Holy Spirit opened my eyes to something so shocking. <laughs> you know, I was trying to get some books on vision. I couldn't lay my hands on anyone. And the Holy Spirit told me, can't you carry my book and let me teach you a new dimension about vision? Any what? Dimension about vision. Mm. And he opened my eyes to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. There's vision there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Open to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Well, let's start from 27 and see what God gave to man. Is on with me? 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God what? What was the first thing God did to man? Eh? I can't hear you. God blessed them. May I tell you this? Blessing is no prayer. Blessing is no prayer. Blessing is a prophetic declaration of the future. That no devil can stop it. The moment a blessing is declared, a generation is birthed. It's on you. Blessing is a seed for the future. And God bless them. Let's look at it. Look, look here. God never blessed man with money. <laughs> that was the first thing the Holy Ghost told me. He says, hey, it's true. He never blessed them with children. He never blessed them with cars, no houses. In fact, the Holy Ghost said, do you know that God never blessed man with education? God didn't bless man with grammar. Hello. But you know what? God blessed man with a vision. With a what? With a what? With a vision. He blessed them with a vision. 
He blessed them with a vision. And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. God created man in his image. Hello? And he said, My vision for creating you and putting you in the garden of Eden is not just to look at the fruits, it's not just to look at the beauty of the trees, it's not just to eat, it's not just to wine. I know you're going to have best of wines. I know you're going to have best of meats. I know you're, you're going to have best of vegetables. But that is not why I bet you. The reason I gave birth to you, the reason I created everything you will need is to be fruitful. I have created you as a seed. I created you as a seed. You are my seed on earth. I created you as a seed on earth. Go. Be planted, be planted, be planted, fruitful, and multiply, and replenish, and subdue, then have dominion. Maybe by the grace of the Lord and the revelation of the Holy Spirit, I'll be teaching you in the course of this series the progressive nature of vision. I wanted to read the book, I want to give you the dimension. If you look at the blessing, it, it is progressive in nature. Be fruitful. And then multiply. And then replenish. And then subdue. And then add dominion. Progressive in nature. If God had told man to be fruitful, that means man was a seed that carried heavenly nature. It, ca- it carries divine nature. For God is fruitful, multiplying, replenishing, subduing, and dominating in nature. Oh, you get that? It's all with me. So, the greatest blessing from God to man is what? Is what? Vision. And that is what I call the blessing of vision. The what? Blessing. The blessing of vision. You can bracket it. The blessing of vision. You are praying for material, material things. When God wants you to materialize his vision. The moment you miss the blessing of vision, then you have missed your blessing in life. The moment you miss what? The blessing of vision. You have missed your blessing in life. You can't be called a blessed. You can't be what? You can't be called a blessed until you are blessed with a vision. You can't be called blessed until you are blessed with a vision. So the question that you ask yourself is that, have I been blessed with a vision? Uh, you know, I wanted to start this class with um, an x-ray 
of everybody's vision, which will have helped them you know, to be able to know if they are in the path of vision or not. And that's one of the disadvantages of virtual meeting. That is the honest truth. There will be no physical interaction. My plan now is to sit down with the individual who are yet to be clear about God's vision for their life. Because now, God told me the foundation of a successful and enduring leadership is vision. The what? Vision. The foundation of a successful and enduring leadership is vision. By the grace of God, this 2020, what this church, with all humility, please, I'm not here to make mouth. You know I won't do that. What this church could not achieve in the, in the past, in fact, in over 50 years, we have been able to achieve within five years. Hello? Despite the fact that the previous generation faster more than us. They prayed more than us. In fact, they gave more than us. Yet, nothing was working for them. Why? There was no foundation for a revelational vision. You saw with me? Within five years. Within five years. We are thanking God for where we are. But it is not by miracle. It is by a viable vision. Viable vision. Viable vision. Provable vision. The moment you miss the blessing of vision, then you can be a blessing to your generation. The moment you miss the blessing of vision, you can be a blessing to your generation. So stop praying, pray, Lord, make me a blessing to my generation. Go and discover the blessing of your vision. Is all with me? I'm challenging everyone that within the next three, um, three months, God must speak to you in clear terms. In clear what? Is vision for your life. I'm not just saying for your marriage. Please. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm not talking about career here. It is when you discover the vision for your own life that your marriage will work. It is the discovery of your vision that determines the, your spouse. The kind of person you, you, you marry. The kind of school you go to. The kind of church you attend. Yeah. The, the, in fact, discovery of vision will determine the kind of dressing you put on. <laughs> Imagine me putting on dirty jeans. We just came from an, from an, an assignment, right? You know, you just imagine I put on dirty jeans. Or what do you call it? All these jeans that they used to cut. Crazy. When I'm not crazy. Eh? Little one that you are, you are having dream that you are, you are running mad in the future, in the dream. Why won't you run mad in the dream? Because what you are putting on is crazy. So you are crazy too. Crazy brain. It's all with me. It is my vision 
that determines my dressing. I can't dress anyhow. I was telling my my tailor, my special tailor, professional tailor. I will, you know, if you want to consult, you can meet me. You pay for consultancy fee. That see, my dear, come and show him my food. You hmm? so that they will say, Pastor is doing no means. He's doing big boy. Eh? They go free, dear, dear. But let me go Lara. Eh? Hallelujah. Because of the kind of person I am, because of the vision I carry, I cannot dress any other. I have discovered from the room of marriage counseling that a lot of people got wrongly married or married wrongly because they never knew who they are. So with me here. Listen carefully to this statement. You are not blessed because you have a blessing. E.g. a car, a house, a husband, a wife, etc. You are blessed because you are a blessing to your generation. You are not blessed because you have a blessing. That is a car or material things. You are blessed because you are a blessing to your generation. So we are, we are, we are coming back to Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 now. You know, the question is, what is, what is vision, Habib? You know, I'm just trying to, I just did an introduction of what God was, you know, what was in the mind of God, the intention of God for man for pronouncing the blessing. And the blessing was the blessing of vision. It wasn't a blessing of, oh, yeah, my people don't. And it's Africans have a, a wrong mentality and perspective about marriage. When a, a lady or a wife does not give birth to, it becomes something else in the home. I'm not saying God is against you bearing children. I have my own. Everybody will have their own in the name of Jesus. But that is not what was in the mind of God, was not what yet. The, the, the blessing according to God's mind was to spread the kingdom. Was the what? To spread the kingdom. So, vision means what God has said to you or what God is saying to you. Vision means what God has what? Has said or what God is saying or what he's saying. A pronounced blessing. Genesis 1.28, as we read. And God said. <laughs> so, vision is what God said to you. Not what pastor said to you. If pastor tells you this is God's vision for you, if you get to a stage, you say pastor is lying. When the reality is, of vision setting when the pressures the battles comes your way you will deny your pastor and go back home and sleep so if God has not spoken with you or to you concerning your future hello your future is not safe your future is not what? It's not safe. It's not secured. Let's, let me back up what I'm saying here. 
Abba Kush chapter 2. <laughs> so that you won't say, what do you want to do the definition lay by your long? <laughs> Remember, I said, vision means what God has said to you or what He's saying to you. Some people have not, you know, some people God have not spoken to them. God will start speaking to them after this series. Abaku chapter what? Chapter 2. I will read from verse 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say. What he will say unto me. Hello. Did you see what I said? In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, and God said unto them, and Habakkuk chapter 2, and I will say, what he will say. So it could be in the past, it could be in the present. You understand now? On the 24th of January 2009, God said to me at Ketu, in the afternoon, expressly, I was watching clothes, my soul, the hour has come to be converting and connecting the source of the creatures to the creator. In order for them to discover their pleasure and the treasure of their creation. Expressly. It was an encounter that changed my life forever. And I heard it so bold, so clear, audible, and I went to write this somewhere. And things, the vision as we speak. Look, let me make a clarification here. So that you will not get me or misquote me. Some people may come back and say, God said to me, you go establish a church. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's all seeing something. You know, go, go can say to you, go and be an assistant to so, so, so person. Go can say to you, I have raised you up for the nation of China. You, can, you cannot predict God's vision. You cannot what? So, the question is, what has God said to you concerning the future? For vision has to do with the future. It's a, view, a, a future concept. Vision is the perception of the future. Vision is the what? Perception of the future. So, what perception do you have about the future? I keep on saying it. Our own Christianity will bring transformation to the to nations. I know what God has said in my closer to me. I know. I know. There's, you know, I've shared some of the vision that God has spoken to me or some revelations which one of my sons here. And one day, he was listening to what is he called? This man. Um, eh? Apostle Selma. The same thing I told him that God said we will do or we will be doing in the future. The same thing the man was saying. That God told him that he's raising some people that will be doing this, that will be doing this, that will be doing this. I wasn't there. He was the one that reported to me. You can't give me one billion per month and I said to be a banker. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't. Eh? It's too late. Thank you. Too late. Say, Pastor, 
Would you like to be a banker and work as CBA? As deputy director? Or director? Or CBA governor? I say, how much? One billion. Is that money? Do you know what? How much I want? Paleka Sopra! Your worth is in your vision. Your worth is not in your money. It's not in your qualification. Your worth is in the vision that you discover, not a vision that is yet to be built. Hello? An undiscovered vision is as good as dead vision. I know what? Yes. If you can hear what God is saying, ah, concerning the future, hello, you will rule the future. You will be a commander in the future. I know I, I am one of the end time champions of this generation. I know by virtue of what God is revealing day by day. By our access, graceful access to revelations and mysteries. The path of a vision is the path of a great destiny. The path of a vision is the path of a great destiny. So there will be no great destiny without that path of a great vision. So don't tell me you are a leader until you are able to analyze in clear terms God's vision for your leadership. So with me. Oh my God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If God can say it, you can see it. If what? If God can say it, you can see it. The reason we are not seeing the vision is because God has not said it. Whatever God says, you see. If he doesn't say it, you can see it. I've been saying a lot of things because God said it. Listen. Don't do what God has not said. What did I say? Don't do it. If God did not say it, he won't see it. You know what? Every viable and enjoyable vision has a seal. A godly seal. And that is what makes a vision transgenerational. Because of the seal of God upon it. Even if the visionary dies, the vision lives beyond him. Why? It's as the seal of God. Remember in Daniel, the book of Daniel, they will tell him, they seal it. <laughs> For it is no your time. Seal it. The vision, seal it. So, if it is not spoken by God, there will be no seal of God on it. And that is why some vision dies after five years, some after ten years. If a vision can die after twenty years, that you think they are moving. Because there is no seal of God upon it. We want to enter a session that is very, you know, important that I would like you to pay, pay attention to. 
what vision is not. I'm still going to definition number two. In fact, I don't know how many definitions we're going to have. But I know the definitions we're going to have will be revelational. Because I need to say this under this definition. Because now, the reason why I want to teach you this is because we are taking God's vision to be something else. To be what? To be something else. Vision is not imagination. It's not an imagination. Vision is not an imagination. Imagination means a picture of the mind. You just picture that, ah, ah, I will be in the U.S. in the next five years. If God has said that, <laughs> in fact, I know in your mind now, you are seeing yourself in America. <laughs> Abi, we are. Did that? Is that true? <laughs> That's true. No, no, no. Joke apart. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay. I'm seeing vision. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know. So, you are actually seeing yourself in America. You want to go there? Are you joking? No, 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 no. You want to go there? Ah, hear me. So, you want to leave me? You come back. Let me go first. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, imagination is the picture of the mind. Imagination is from the word imaginary. Picturing. To picture something. It's not an imagination. You know, hello? I just feel like, no, don't feel like. Ah, I imagine I will become a pastor. Don't imagine being a pastor. Don't imagine being in the medical field. You will fail. If God did not say it, you can't see it. You will not see it happening. In Genesis chapter 11, you know the story of the Torah of Babel. Huh? I want you to see something there. Genesis 11. You know the story. In verse 6, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all, they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them. Which they have imagined to what? To do. Which they have imagined to do. A lot of us imagine to do. But God never said, go and do. And that is why it doesn't get done. Genesis 11 verse 6. I imagine to become a petroleum engineer. I myself, I myself, that was what I wanted to be. And that was the reason I was in science class. Wasted. I was always imagining that I would become a petrol, you know, a petrol dealer. That what money, I would be like Dan Bote. True petrol. For long. That was my imagination. Hello. If God did, if God is not in the imagination, he can become an, you know, it can lead to an actualization. If God is not in the imagination, it can lead to actualization. It can lead to manifestation. So look at what you are struggling at now. Is it what God said you will be? Which field are you in? You are struggling. You are struggling. Look at it. Ask yourself. 
Is it what God said I should do? Is it what God, God said I should be? On my own imagination. So people became a man of God. They became, you know, they, they went into ministry by imagination. Secondly, vision is not an ambition. Vision is not what? An ambition. Second Samuel chapter 7. Vision is not an ambition. Sometimes I laugh. When I see everybody now in ministry, I laugh. I laugh. I'm not saying those who, who are there already are qualified. Hello? But I tell you, you can become a minister or a servant of God by ambition. By what? And that could be dangerous. That could be dangerous. Especially if you don't know, if you don't know and understand your restrictions. Your what? Yes, your restrictions. Second Samuel chapter 7, I will read from verse 1 to 3, then I will read verse 12 to 13. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest around about from all his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, Who? I can't tell you. Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thy heart. Did you see? Imagine. For the Lord is with thee. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David. Thus said the Lord, Shall thou build me an house for me to dwell in? He then send you, he then send you the message. He had the, he had the imagination and he had the ambition. He would have loved to. Ambition is what you love to. One is it is not what you are called to. Hello, ambition is what? What you love to. It is not what you are called to. It is not what you are created to. I would have loved to be a petroleum engineer, but I am called to be a pastor. And in verse twelve, Abi, and when thy days be fulfilled. And thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. I will set up thy seed after thee. We shall proceed out of thy bowels. And I will establish his kingdom. Verse 13, this is where I'm going. He shall build an house for my name. God said, What you imagine is imagination. You just have an ambition. I do not go by your ambition. I have a vision for myself. And the vision is that the, your seed that comes from your bowels will build the house. Look at God. And the, you remember Nathan the prophet told him to go to go ahead. He said the Lord is with him. Did you hear that? Did you see how many of us, how, I mean, how many people have been misled by prophets? For vision is not something they can tell you to go and do. It's not something. It's not something they can, they can tell you to be doing. Even if they tell you to, to be doing it, you have to hear from God first before you start doing it. Because there are, there are, there are details to vision. 
They are what? That's where I'm going now. Vision is not an assumption. <laughs> Vision is what? It's not an assumption. Vision is not an, an assumption. You don't assume vision. Hello, you know what? That this is what God is, is, has created me to do. I feel, I, I'm sensing, mm, don't sense. Go and find out. Be clear about it. Ravish, write the vision. Make it plain. The word plain means clear. It's all with me here. Yeah. Don't miss this. Don't miss this teaching, please. Don't miss. When you assume vision, you will be consumed by vision. You'll be what? You'll be consumed by vision. Elimas. The sorcerer. Assumed to have received Christ's power. The power of the Ligos. And they wanted to do healing. Assumption. And the demon came upon him. He tore him into pieces. He said, ah, ah. Hello, bros. Hello, bros. Hello, bros. Who will you be? Who be you? Who you be? Who be you? You know them, I said. Jesus, I know. Paul, I have this number. <laughs> Where you come from? So, don't assume vision so that you won't be consumed by it. It's all being blessed. You are talking about the power and the purpose of vision. The power and the purpose of vision. And we say in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, especially 28, that God said, and God said, Abi, and, and God blessed them. That the first, you know, what God gave to man was the blessing of vision, not the blessing to give birth and be having cars. And God said, Abi, so that's where we are now. So we said that vision is what God is saying or what God has said to you. Vision is what? What God is saying or what God has said. And God said, and we were able to confirm it in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, Abi. Verse 2. He said, and I will hear what he will say. What he will say. What he will say. And we said, you are looking at what um, vision is not. We said, vision is not an imagination. In Genesis 11, he said, what they have imagined to do. <laughs> I will allow them to do it. Because the imagination is not from me. It's not what I told them that they are doing. <laughs> they are doing their own mind. Hello? And we also say vision is not an ambition. It's not an ambition. I wish to. I love to. It's not from God. Hello? Except you are sure that God told you to go and do it. I told someone he wanted to go and start some ministry. He's, old, he's very old, though. very older than me, very old. Agba Mila brother, that be many. And then you know, his wife was trying to tell him. He, he said, I know what I'm doing. So the wife invited me to talk to him. And then, you know, thank God for grace. And I said to him that, sir, 
In clear terms, can you tell me what God told you concerning what you are about to do? You know what he told me? And he said when people, he said in our church, I discovered that we are not that prayerful. We are not that prayerful. Our pastor is not that agile and active in prayer and fasting. So, I, you know, it, it came upon my mind that we should have a prayer fellowship. <laughs> I said, you have imagined it. As God said it. As God commanded it. God is not committed to what he has not commanded. Mm. So we are on vision. It's not an, uh, is what? It's not an assumption. Abi? An assumption is you know, trying to, to think that something is like this. When it is not act, I mean, when it, it is actually not like the way you thought. I think it's A when it is actually B. So, assumption means false opinion. False what? Opinion. False opinion. False belief. Do you know assumption is a belief? But it's a false one. It's a false belief. Ah, I believe in the next two years. Ah. I will have had 10 cars. Hmm. You believe that, but did God say that? I believe I will be in the medical school. Are you called to be a medical student? A medical doctor? I have seen some doctors, not that they said I know. I know them. When other doctors have treated a patient and nothing is improving, bring them to me. They just look at him. Madam, nothing is happening to you. Go and take paracetamol, go and use it. <laughs> I tell you. You just look at you. Is their calling? Is that what? They're calling. So vision is what God is saying. It's not an assumption. You don't assume that God told you. I thought God told me that I should come to Onwara. I will have run away. It is what he said that is keeping me going. It is not that I wish to keep going. Hello. I don't wish to be in this situation. I tell you the truth. I don't wish. In fact, I was telling my secretary, I said, I wish God can come in and say, oh yeah, hey, why, sir, remove garments. Leave your nest, but continue the, my work. I won't think twice. I'll, go, I'll come out for testimony. Tobango, mobile, mobile, kilo for kilo tele, moti bagi relay, mobile, mobile. Let me shock you. Huh? They gave one of us assignment in Bible school, theology school. They go and list out occultic groups in Nigeria. And then, when they said Gogu, they brought Sianes and Sele. Sianes, Aladura. That is, as a Gothic group. <laughs> you can go with yourself. Are we not? May we not be finished. 
They don't finish us. When I say I'm, I'm from CNS, are you sure God called you to be there? Imagine God who is, is referring to CNS that we are carrying on our head eh? as a cult group worldwide, not in Rio. Hallelujah. But what is keeping us going is that God said, Go. Not my mommy said, Come. I would have fought my mommy. She was the one that brought me here. So, your journey in life can't keep going until God said go. If you will not go with us, may we not go. So, vision is what where God said you are going. There are many perspectives to vision. There are many perspectives to vision. So, I'll be going out, I'll be coming in. Eh? I will enter, I will, I will come out. But I'm going to give us, um, I'm going to recommend a book for us on this. And everybody will have an assignment on it. Mm. Because you don't deserve to be a, a member mm, without understanding your vision. So a time will come. You have to defend your vision in a class like this. Before we meet to we move to the next stage of this ministry. It's on with me. So it's not an assumption. Ah, I thought I was, I thought God called me, and I didn't know God did not call me. I didn't know. A pastor moved from somewhere to another place. Thinking that God said he should move. Hello, since he has moved, nothing is moving in the ministry again. Jonah! Go to Nineveh! And preach to them. Say, I won't go. I'll go to Sassi. God can't give you a vision and not give you direction. He can't. He won't. When he gives you vision, he gives you direction. So you can you can continue to live your life by an assumption, false belief, exaggerated belief, exaggerated faith. What did I say? Exaggerated faith. I believe I can fly, but you don't have wings. You don't have what? How can you fly when you don't have wings? I have discovered, and I said to the that this is a generation of exaggerated believers. We practicing an exaggerated faith. Ah! I know my God is alive. I know my God can do nothing. I know. Yes, yeah. He's a living God. He's a prosperous God. Shut up. He's a principled God. Mm. No clarity of vision. No clarity of purpose. All they believe that Christianity is all about is prosperity. So if the prosperity is not forthcoming, something is wrong with their faith. Until we go back to vision, discovery of vision. Hello? 
we cannot have a sustainable nation. We cannot have a sustainable economy. It is in Africa, not just Nigeria alone, that someone will go for governors. I mean, governorship. Eh? He will be a governor for eight years and he didn't perform. He will still carry senatorial whatever and still enter. Ah! You see it. America is, is going to the poll. I think November. They have been going around debating, telling their people the vision for the, you know, for the next government. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to, you know, this is what I will do with the economy. This is what I will do with the soldiers. This is what I will do. They will ask questions. I've been following them. And I ask myself. If these people that we believe that they don't know God to are up to our level have a clear-cut vision for their nation, what happens to we that we know this God in total? We can even kiss God. It's all with me. Vision is not a passion. It's not a what? <laughs> it's not a passion. It's not a passion. Ah, you must have passion. Mm-hmm. Look here. Do you remember that Moses killed an Egyptian because of an Israelite? Out of what? Passion. Was that God's vision for you? No. So don't be driven by passion. Passion could, could be a prototype of vision, but it might not be as well. It depends. God wanted him to save the Israelites. Not just, and, and, and not by killing the Egyptians. Did you, did you understand? Yes, sir. He wanted him to save the Israelites. Not by killing the Egyptians. So, by imagination, ambition, and what? Assumption, and passion. He killed an Egyptian. So there are things you will do out of passion, but God is not in it. There are some courses you go and run. You go and take. Yes, God didn't send you, but you know what? You will provide money. <laughs> you provide money. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bishop Oedekot said in his book, one of his books, he said, you know, I don't know where he heard the voice. I don't know why they went to Kaduna to build a mighty thousands, I mean, seated church. Provisions were coming. Everything were in place. They built it. And when it was time for dedication, the Holy Ghost said, I didn't send you. Passion. I want to build 100,000 capacity for God. He said, I didn't send you. Uncle David, I didn't send you. I didn't send you. God has taught me about the differences between ambition and vision. And that is why I'm very careful when I take decision. Now, the difference between ambition, the major, let me say major difference. Hmm? Between ambition and vision. Hello, it's your self-decision. Your what? 
I think I will have to come back with that. Let me note one of the things I need to talk about. The progressive nature of vision, Abi. You have a lot to do. And what else again? What, what did I just say? Okay. Differences between between what? Ambition and vision. Okay. Passion! Made him to go and build it. Not vision. And God told him, if you remain, I'm not forcing you not to open it. Oh. But if you remain there, that will be the end of your ministry. You won't be more than here. Go back to Lagos. Imagine someone comes now and says, Pastor, God asked me, or whatever, anyone, to give you six acres of land at Lekki. Massive! That's the word. Massive blessing. You know how much they say in land? Such land is worth over one billion. One acre. Six plots. And God could be saying, I didn't ask you to go and establish us, you. Me that I love Lekki. <laughs> I didn't ask you stay in Aguda. It's all with me. Because it is divine vision that determines the, your location and your direction. If what God has created me and bet me to do is in Aguda, anywhere I go, he will not go with me. Hello? You think I can't go to, I can't go and join with him? Enter the uh, pastor school? Eh? Become a qualified pastor? And I will be placed under a parish? Eh? And one thing I love about prophetic, if God is here, is domineering. You just get there, you, eh? A boss in one year. Kerubula and so he. He does, but when God is not there, you'll be a slave. God had told me, he said, until I tell you to leave Kerubu, if you leave, hello, I will leave you. Mm, he told me. So I won't try it. So vision is not what? A passion. It's not your, it's not a passion. It's not a passion. And lastly, yeah, vision is not an hallucination. Vision is not what? Hallucination. You know, hallucination, you, I'm looking at Yagoki. Like, I'm seeing blue. Abib, that she's wearing blue. Actually, she's wearing what? Green. Yobani in your Hello, me one you share on your own. How long? They are just hallucinating. Thinking that they are in reality. Hallucination is unrealistic. On what? Unrealistic picture. Unrealistic movement. Unrealistic imagination. What you are imagining will not happen. God told them what they have imagined. Let's go and stop it. Let's make it unrealistic. You know what this man said? And that thing is still, is sometimes when I remember it, I get angry. 
You know why? You know, I just become ah, you know, you know, me only ah, uh, he said, I I I find myself put in politics as in no someone who was not even prepared for politics and then you know suddenly just find himself being a politician he's holding a political office. I said, ah, little wonder you people are not doing well because there's no vision for where you are. God did not call you to be there. You are there because there's money there. Hallucination. So with me. Let me stop there so that we can ask questions. Because I, I believe you are supposed to have questions. So please, start. I don't know how many days I will call it. But maybe you can say seven days. You can say 21 days. You can say 30 days. Of encounter with a God of vision. God's vision for me was built in the on the 24th of January 2009, after seven days of asking God, why am I created? I was asking questions. God, why did you create me? Why am I on it? And suddenly, a clear cut vision came in. Audible. God was speaking. What he said is still speaking now. It's all with me. It's all with me. Any question from here? Or online? Yeah, this are, um, that, um, that point you made earlier. Major difference between ambition and uh, vision is self-decision. Mm -hmm. Explain. Yes. If you If you take a self-decision, that is an ambition. Okay. One of us here is asking to that as you explain more about the difference between ambition and vision. Now, self-decision is one of the major traits of ambition. Major what? Yes. When it is division, I mean vision, it must come by divine direction. I will hear, I will see what he will say to me. And Genesis 1, 28, and God said. So, the moment it is self-decision, I want to do this, I want to become this, it is not God. Sometimes, you grow to a level in the spirituality or in the supernatural that your imagination is, could be of God. Yes. You grow, we can grow to that level where the flesh has been subdued. Whatever we think of, majority will be of God. But you need to be very careful. That is why you need to go for credibility of that vision. Credibility, credibility of what God said you will be. Or 
credibility, validity, and then um, confirmation. Your vision must be credible. Your vision must be valid. And if it's going to be valid, it must be tested. Whatever that is not tested is not valid. So, a time we come, how will you know that mm, God has spoken to me? There will be tests. There will be what? Yes. Serious tests. Test of fire. That will validate the vision. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Yea, credibility. Credibility. So God gave Jesus strict credibility. So you can listen to me. Why did He say it when He was, you know, when He was being baptized? When he was being baptized, the Holy Ghost said, I mean, there was a voice that said, this is my beloved son, a woman I'm well pleased, but there was no hearing. Because Jesus' vision had no credibility as, as a day. And it has no validity. As at then, as at then, it was just starting. So nobody knew him. God could not vouch for him. Because he could still change his mind. In fact, he almost changed his mind. Abi. He said, ah, my father, I wish you that this cup will pass over me. What if he, he said, that's how I want it. And God had already said, hear him. <laughs> <laughs> People will now go back and say, is it the message you said with you here? Then you are not doing well. He's all with me. So, the moment you sit down and say, you decide without consulting God. Imagine I, I, I imagined and I had the ambition to leave my former house. And I took it to God. God said, yes, I'm with you. Before I gave the news to my wife. <laughs> so that's it. My question is, how can your vision be better? Secondly, can our vision be only on spiritual aspect or things? No. Now, number one, your, your, a vision can only be built through an encounter. Well, look at everyone, including myself, that has vision today or that who had vision. They had vision or their vision were built through an encounter. Sometimes you have to fast. Be asking questions. Be intentional. Pressing. So, if you just sit down and you didn't ask questions, I needed to, if it wasn't seven days, I think it was 30 days. I did, I think I did like 14. Then I did another one. I was doing it, you know, in verses. Then the last one that I did, I did it for my, I did for my birthday, for my birthday. Some weeks before my birthday, I started that. You know, a prophet called me and said, do you know why God created you? I said, I don't know. He said, go and find out. He didn't say anything. And I began to ask questions. And I went into fastings, series of fasting like that. 
some white, some normal, and some biri biri. It was that seven days that I began to cry in the middle of the night. I was doing videos. And I was studying at the same time. Because, you know, as the more I was asking questions, the more I was getting answers. The more the picture was getting clearer about the future. Until God spoke on the 24th. How will you know it is an encounter? It becomes unforgettable. It becomes what? The moment you forget that day, it is not the day of the Oh, you don't say, Oh, God, God told me, Go and celebrate my people and make them rich. In Elisha. I can't forget the location of Ketu, Ikosi Ketu. I was watching on an afternoon. Okay, the second one is you don't have, to, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It could be engineering, it could be medical, it could be pharmaceutical, it could be sports. What else? Any area. Career wise. But just make sure that it is God that spoke to you. That's all. Lastly, how can I overcome the fear around your vision? Discover the vision first. What did I say? Yes. Discover the vision. Know what the, 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 what the vision entails. When you understand what vision entails, I think you will be more confident in the vision. You'll be what? The mother of Jesus went to him. He said, son, how are you? I hope you are enjoying yourself. Yes, ma'am. He said, hello, I just want to tell you that um, their wine has finished. <laughs> and the woman called the disciple. He said, you people, I know you are stubborn. Your, your guy can call you now and say you are busy. Whatever he tells you to do. Because the woman knew that he's going to do something. Confidence. He knew what the angel told him about his son. Which we can liken to division. You understand now? So get details. Sir, you said assumption is a false, a false belief. Yes, sir. What, what of what of so abstraction that later become reality? What can you say about that, sir? Now, I said assumption is a false belief. Yes. Is a what? False belief. And if you assume and it becomes a reality, then you did not assume. It was the only spirit that was putting those things in your mind. But you were not just matured enough to be able to discern between the voice of the spirit and the voice of your mind. I just said it a few minutes ago that you will go to a level that whatever you think, there are times I'm just thinking something. And then another person will confirm what I have just imagined. You can go to that level. There are times that God will drop ideas in you. The LRM we are having today, 
God has spoken to me years back that will be raising leaders. Are you with me? So sometimes it comes like a thought. But time we what? Time we tell. I need clarity on vision and passion. Mm. Mm. I was expecting a, a question on that. I gave an example of uh, Moses, right? I said, Moses had passion for the Israelite, Abi. He killed an Egyptian. God said, truly, I have vision for you. But the vision is not to deliver my people by killing these Egyptians. So, if passion is not well directed, it could lead to the death, the death of the vision. I will tell you why. Because God has ordained Moses to deliver the people. But because of his wrong passion, right motive, but wrong passion, he was chased out to a foreign land. What if God did not call him out of that place? Eh? For instance, you know, someone was sharing with me, you know, I was asking him, why did you leave your church? Okay, you are calling. All right. All right, God bless you. I have said it before that not all passion leads to vision. Passion can still lead to vision. But the decision is in the hand of God. David was a shepherd boy. But not every shepherd will become a king. Not every what? Shepherd become a king or become a manager of people. Are you with me? Now, passion is one of the requirements, but it is no vision. Because if you say passion is vision, now the question is, I mean, the statement is passion is no vision. The statement never said you cannot be passionate about vision. No, passion does not lead to vision. You can have, a lot of us have passion for football, but did we become footballers? Are you with me? We did not become footballers. In fact, I wanted to become a footballer too. Yes, apart from Bible. Another thing that takes my attention that can distract me is football. But they don't become a footballer. And so people never wanted to become a footballer. They just, you know, by God's plan for their life, they became a footballer. Abi? Sometimes it's, it's like that. So it depends on the direction God is what? He's taking you to. Whatever you are going to become in life, you need passion. You need what? You need passion. But that does not mean what you become is passion. Now, David had passion. That passion is commitment. Is what? Is commitment. Now, most times it is what God will look into or look at and say, ah, oh, 
If this boy can manage sheep like this, he can manage my people. Are you, are you getting it now? But I tell you the truth. Managing a sheep and a people is, is different. So if you say passion is special, you're going to miss it. You want to manage human beings the way you manage animals. You can use cane to flood sheep now, the staff and the rod. Abi, can you use cane to flood human beings? They'll flood you back. So it is, passion is no vision, but it is one of the requirements. And I want you to look at passion that I'm speaking about as commitments. A lot of us, we are wrongly committed to things that God did not choose for us. That is the light, that is the perception I want you to take it from. Are you with me now? As I was saying, Moses had passion for the Israelites. God saw the passion. He still used him. Regardless of his errors. But I tell you the truth. This guy, Phineas, also had passion for God. Abi? Yes. He had passion for God. He killed a Moabite, an Israelite, and a Moabite by Dublin. And God swore. He said, I give you covenant of peace. But why didn't Joshua kill someone because of God? Did Joshua lack passion? So, you know, God determines where you are going. But whatever you're going to become in life, you must have what? Passion. But don't let passion most times determines your direction. Let God determine. This is what I mean. If you love to become a medical doctor or medical personnel, or let's say you want to become a soldier, you know, maybe for one reason or the other, you have passion, you know, to defend your nation. Go and ask God. Go and what? Go and. Now, Moses never set out to deliver his people. It was God that called him to what? To do. God said, I have heard the cry of my people. I am sending you forth to take, to take them out of the land of Egypt. Of course, he gave excuses for you to know that he was not prepared. His passion was just to kill. Are you with me? Because if we say passion is, is, um, is vision, we will misplace a lot of things. If he was prepared, if truly he wanted to deliver his people, the moment he, start, he, he, you know, he ran away from Pharaoh, he would have started an army. You remember, he was the captain of the host of Egypt, Asadeh. He was a trained soldier. In fact, he was the one leading them to wars, according to books. Because this guy, you know, trained him in the art of war of the Egyptians. So he could lead the war. And that was the reason God said, you can lead my people. You can lead them. You've been a leader. You've been leading Egyptians to the war now. Are you with me? So, it is what he still had passion to do. But his passion was wrongly directed to, you know, something that God has not called him to do. That is why I will not accept that passion is vision. No. 
but you need passion to fulfill vision. And that passion is in the light of commitment. You must be committed to your assignment. That's it. Any question? Yes. Eh? Is what? My brother, I hope you are clear, B. Yes. Um, is, it, is it necessary for there to be um, some kind of, probably like a dramatic encounter or something? That what? More, more like um, a, an encounter shower that one will see and say, yeah, this is a very, very good encounter or something, before one can get vision. Or probably if things begin to fall in place, even if um, you don't have passion for it, like that is not what you want to do. But you just find out that things are just falling in place, and that is what you, is happening. And as it is, and probably you, when you study or something, you, it's it's, it's that same in thing. line with the things that are falling in place. And probably when you listen to sermons and they're about, mm-hmm. it's still the kind of the same thing you hear. Even when your prayer and fasting is not all that strong, like, mm-hmm. like that, but just that things just begin to fall in place. Okay. So. Can it be called vision? Number one. When I say I can't, it doesn't mean God will not appear. Abi? Yeah, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. No. Okay. Are you with me? Now look at Saul. Source encounter that became Paul. Huh? Okay, the question is um, say your word. Praise God. My question is this I said, um, if Probably you have passion for anatomy entirely, mm. but things that have been falling in place, things that have been happening in your life is um, quite different from what you have passion for. And majority of the time when you study and they're about, it is those things that have been falling in place that you tend to see from the scriptures. And even when you tend to like look for um, knowledge from other men of God or something, those things that are falling in place is still the same thing you are, um, what is it called? It's still the same thing you've been hearing, like those things that are falling in place are the things you're hearing and are the things you are seeing. Um, can it be called vision? That's the question. You understand that way I can explain. Hallelujah. Okay, network. It's not our own network. It's your own. Now, what uh, Brock Pelumi is trying to ask is you are you always find yourself in a in a direction you never wish to you know you are you are trying to go and um, in a different direction but you just find out that it is that place that you don't want to find yourself that is where you are finding yourself so i think that's the yeah. now so now like Saul, as i was saying he had an encounter with Christ hmm? by an audible voice. Whether by physical, by voice, it is called an encounter. Now, he was he didn't prepare for that. If I was he was going to Damascus, Abi, 
to get certification, authority to kill Christians that you will find in the way. Okay? Now, and Christ saw that this one is useful to me. This guy will be a problem to me. I won't kill you. He will be useful to me. You understand? Then he had an encounter. He was a lawyer. He had passion for the law and not for the love. And that's why I said, passion is no vision. But it is one of the things that will align you. If God paraventure determines to use you, it could, it could be of help. If I is going to be of help. But there are times that you do have passion for something, and God will say, that is where I want you to use you. And you get my point now. So, now, Look at the encounter of the other apostles, like Peter. He was a fisherman. Yes. Jesus said, you'll be fisher of men. His passion was towards the fishes. God redirected the direction of the passion towards men. Now, when you now find yourself in a place that are in a direction, let me say direction, that you don't wish to, please sit down and ask questions. What did I say? You know why you're going to sit down and ask God questions and do a research of your future? Maybe where God is aligning you to or into is where God wants you to be. You are going to waste resources. It happened to me, that's what I'm telling you. You are going to waste your time. I went to school for five years doing a course that I'm not using to, to do anything now. I'm telling you, it's a waste. It isn't a waste like that. But I'll tell you 70 to 80% is a what? It's a waste. I'm just educated. But just imagine that I went to theology school for that five years and I come out and I teach you. Um, there'll be difference. There'll be what? There'll be difference. There'll be difference. So, don't waste time. Don't waste resources. Don't waste your energy. In fact, you, you could waste people's life. You could waste... Imagine if I'm still like, ah, me, I don't want to do God's work. You know how many lives that would have been wasted? And God, we are, you will put them on my account. That you wasted so person's life because I have ordained you to transform their lives. So if it's happening like that, what you need to do is to sit down, ask, seek the face of God, ask questions from God, do research about your life. See, there's one thing you about called is spiritual. What did I say? He's just making a query about your future. Is what? But you don't just have to go to the... To, you don't have to do it the traditional way. Do it the spiritual way. You don't know that uh, uh, Holy Spirit is the Ifa. Is it not Ifa they will ask? Then you see that with the Holy Spirit, you're asking questions. you answer you now. So what is the difference? There's no difference now. So sit down. But don't... Ask. See... The problem is we assume we have ambition. What else? We have passion. 
For something wrong. Imagination, I say, for what God has not called you to do. See, one funny thing about God is that He can leave you. Five years, six years, seven years, ten years, you are getting it right. All of a sudden, you stop working. And you start struggling. So, you want to tell me that when Jonah started the, the journey with those people in the ship, it was, the, I mean, it was immediately that the storm started. They are going to the middle of the, of the sea that he cannot say, I want to go back. <laughs> yes. So you will get to the middle. I said something some days ago. You can't start a journey without God. You get to the middle. Say, God, come and join me. I'm stranded. Say, go back. They had to throw him into the river. That was a sacrifice. Do you know what was wasted? The value of the things that were that were wasted. Mm. Eh? Mm. So you're gonna waste a lot of things. You're gonna you're gonna waste a lot of things, a lot of lives. If that storm killed them, of course the storm could have killed every one of them. And yet God will have preserved you now. Yes, true. One thing I, I am afraid about vision is that if God have chosen you and he has decided not to use another person, or he has decided not to replace you, he will suffer you. He will suffer everyone around you. They can be dying. And God is not moved. Ah, don't try it, my brother. If God is allowing you, forcing you to do this thing, don't force yourself not to do it. Because your family could be suffering because of you. I'm telling you the truth. Yes, there will be a lot of challenges in fulfilling vision. But at the end of the day, there will be glory. But if you say you don't want to fulfill vision, it can lead to destruction. Where there is no vision, there are people perish. Let's rise on our feet. I want us to pray this prayer. Okay, let's begin to appreciate God. Let's thank Him for His word. What we have heard today is an eye opener. He downloaded from heaven on no revelations to us about vision. So I appreciate Him. It's a privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. Do you know that vision means sight? Mm. It means what? Sight. You can to see, ability to see. Say, Lord, Lord. Lord. As, from tonight, as from tonight, open my eyes, my eyes. to see the vision of the future. Prayers in the name of Jesus. Malika, brother, so As from tonight, oh Lord, open my eyes to see the vision of the future. Open my eyes to see the vision of the future. Open my eyes to see the vision of the future. In Jesus' name we pray. He said in verse 2, Abaku chapter 2, I will see what he will say. So if, if, if God is saying it, you have to what? You have to see it. In 2013, before I came here, before I came, came into this church, we were here, we, know, we grew up here, before I came back, what God wanted to do was clear to me. I saw it. So I didn't just come here and start praying. God, what do you want to do? He categorically told me 
go and focus on the children and the youths. I'm sending it to them. The first project we started in this story when I came in eh, was the children ministry. Vision. Ability to see. And this same place that we are using for children ministry is the same place that people were keeping their pints. Measure pints. They were, it was a cupboard or a wardrobe, a cupboard for soups, a wardrobe for clothes. You needed to see what we took out of it. They could not see what God was saying. Say, Holy Ghost, as from today, open my eyes to see what God is saying. Prayers in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost. As from today. Open my eyes, O Lord. To see what you are saying. Persisting. 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 In Jesus' name, we pray. Before we go hear what the Holy Ghost said, we are going to have. I don't know how many days yet. Days of encounter with the Holy Ghost that will be together. Every members will look for maybe three days and see where we can go. <laughs> and go and cry to God for our vision. That's what the Holy Ghost told me. You know what? Some people will not see that as God. Maybe God wants them to be helped. A woman came to me sometimes ago. He says, Sir, you know, after, you know, in a Shino service, the Holy Ghost said, He's going to show you what you're going to do to make it in life. And then after two weeks, she came and said, Sir, I saw myself, um, what's it called? Selling food on a junction, at a junction. I said, eh, Okay, let us pray. In the name of God, said, Let tell her to go ahead. Tell her to go ahead. Tell her to go ahead. I said, Mama, you can go ahead. Mommy. Mm. There is no prayer for provision again. Sir, sometimes God's vision for you is to live on earth. You remember when God said you should come back to the church? Abby? We know you didn't have vision then. But now you are a a transformed minister of God. Ma, if you can't see it, you can't have it. As from tonight, I speak as the one that have received grace. If God could help me to see vision, and the vision is still speaking, and we continue to speak. Light of vision. Light of vision. It was that light that came upon Saul. A light came from heaven. To as from tonight, 
For everyone under the sound of my voice, I release upon you the light of vision in the name of Jesus. Amen. The greatest enemy of vision is darkness. And when I say darkness, I mean blindness. As from today, your eyes shall be open to vision in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus saw a man. They brought a man to him rather. He said, Sir, help us to open his eyes. He put his hand on his eyes. He said, What can you see? Sir, I see men as trees. He took him out. He put his hand again. He said, What can you see? Sir, I see clearly. As from today, your eyes shall no longer see as mere men. Amen. Your eyes shall see as great men. Amen. You will see with the clarity of vision in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you have done in our midst. Thank you for new beds of visions. We say, be thou exalted in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' name we pray. May we share the grace together in fellowship. In the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the true fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the eyes of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.